Welcome to the CWDW Near and Far podcast, where we explore perspectives of the Walt Disney World Resort from 10 to 1,000 miles away. I am Mike, the far in this equation. And I'm John, the near. Although I did make it about 500 miles away this past weekend, but we can discuss uh, you, that later, I guess. You left the friendly confine. You left vacation land to take a vacation. How dare you? How, how is that even? And just and just because I like to discuss it, I just wanted to mention there were four of us that went. I went from Florida to Tennessee. And I had my mask in my pocket the entire time, just waiting for anybody to require it or ask, or, you know, just in general, every other people are wearing them. Not a single time from here to Tennessee, including inside public a public high school in Tennessee. The teachers, huh. nobody had them on. And I'm like, huh, weird. It was like the Twilight Zone because I'm, I'm used to living in Central Florida where... Everybody wears them everywhere. So, you know, I for me, I was surprised. But just thought that was interesting. Little road trip. And, um, you know, but once I got home, I, I was like, I made the entire trip. No mask and nobody said a word, you know. And most people didn't have them anywhere. Mm. So interesting. Just a side note. Well, it's a sign definitely that things are getting back to normal a little and, bit and when know, i talk here. i bring it up because when i talk about the parks that, you know i i had talked last podcast about i'm going to go a couple of days after they stopped requiring masks outside so i can tell you how that went great that i'm anxious to hear about that um yeah nobody's really talked about it other than to just kind of throw their mask up in the air and say they're happy to walk around without one so i i think you always take a more experience uh look around it you know the entire environment not just how it affects you so i'm anxious to hear that uh we are going to discuss this week uh, an, a new topic we're going to start a series we're going to go park by park and discuss changes over the past 20 years improvements to attractions versus disappointments so in that series uh each week we're going to talk uh about each park and about some of these changes over the past 20 years as we as we say but we're not constrained to 20 years we we may go a little deeper than 20 years but most for the most part we'll stick to the 20 year uh mark because i think that's most everyone's perspective and uh We'll just discuss what what is better and what are we really disappointed in. I, I mean, John, you said as far as that goes that, um, you know, people always say, oh, I trust Disney and I trust the Imagineers and all yeah. that. And and I, I think that is just I, a, um, you know, just a overly enthusiastic view of things. I just wanted to get the opinion of a couple of people, meaning you and I, um, and and look at it. As an overall, not individual attractions, not individual short time frames, just like, all right, here's the stuff that changed at this park for the past 20 years. Yeah. And here is the amount of times I've been disappointed. And here is the amount of times I was I was uh, happy, like, wow, they did a great job. I'm happy they changed it. So right. I think if we look at it like that, it could be a little more telling. And I we haven't done it yet. So I don't even know the answer to this question because right. I know. Some things have been an improvement and some things have been a disappointment. So I just think that'll be interesting to uh, put it all on paper. And it'll just be our opinions. But, yeah, you know, we'll have a reason for them, at least. Like, 
I, I won't just say, you know, I, I, I don't like this because I have an irrational hatred of it. And that's it. It's like, no, that, there'll be a reason. I try to like everything I can. Um, I really do. And, you know, even uh, Rivers of Light, I really wanted to like it. I couldn't, though, but I really did try. I wanted to. Right. And and that's just it. I think uh, we'll we'll take a very, we'll try and take a very fair-minded view of everything. And, you know, uh, you and I had talked a little bit before the podcast, and I think there were a few things that we mentioned that sort of surprised us a little bit that we had come up with and, you know, um, I didn't really think of. So I, I think it's going to be an interesting uh, topic to cover and... Uh, you know, it'll be fun. All right, John, let's talk about your experience in the parks. All right. Uh, with my trip out of town, I was a little bit, I, I only got a chance to go a couple times last week. And this current week with uh, Memorial Day coming up, it's been very hard to get reservations. So I'm, I'm going to the parks tomorrow and I'm going Sunday. But by the time we have another podcast, I might only get one trip in. But anyway, that happens around the holidays. So but anyway, this past week, we went to uh, Epcot on Monday, and this was just a couple of days after the uh, the surprise announcement that happened on that the Friday night of before the last weekend about no more masks are required in common areas and this and that. And I didn't have any reservations till Monday. And as I said last week, it gave the people who love masks and the people who hate masks time to fight it out and come to a, you know, an understanding before I get there. So I was happy about that. And I, my daughter was at the at Universal on, I believe Sunday, and she said most people there were wearing a mask, which I thought was surprising. And she was there with people who wanted to wear a mask and she just wore it too. Cause I guess most people were wearing it. And she's like, I felt like I would be, uh, you know, doing something wrong to take it off at this point. So she was at universal and decided to keep it on because the overall feel was keep it on. Um, I went to Epcot on Monday and I would say about 98 out of a hundred people did not have the mask on. And you know what that tells me? I looked, I looked at it and I thought to myself, Disney's main customer base are wealthier people who don't like masks, I think. Like when I looked around, I'm like, I wonder if this surprises them that their main customer base is not who they think it is, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because who they cater to and who actually goes there, I feel like is very different, but. Anyway, nobody said a word about masks. Um, it was great. Uh, my wife and I walking through Epcot, and there was a cool breeze blowing through, and it it we kind of got almost got a little choked up. It just felt so good to be walking through there. Such a beautiful night, and just not having that thing on my face and my glasses fogging up, and it was just it was a lot more pleasant than I thought. You know, I was thinking, ah, oh, I. I don't, I don't, I won't really care one way or another, but I was surprised how darn nice it was to be at Epcot with no mask on. You know, it really was nice. Now, when we go, went into rides, like we went into the land, as you approach the pavilion, they reminded you to put the mask back on. And, you know, so we did. And, and again, that wasn't as bad because it's air conditioned inside. So my glasses didn't get all fogged up. 
And another problem I used to have with the mask is it, it would hurt my ears after a while, like the cartilage in my ears after about an hour. I, I would pull one of the rubber bands over to the side and just try to let my ear kind of un get indented from rubber bands. And yeah, now I don't have to worry about that because I only need them on. And it felt great, too, when you come back out, take the mask right off. And it was really nice. Like, And I know people who have never been to Disney with a mask at all, that's still not normal to them. But for me, who, who have been there the entire time, it's a it felt like a big deal to me like it felt like a huge difference and um so we went in there we rode the land we were gonna do soren i was i was actually thinking about going live on soren because i was like you know people you really love a random ride on soren live but it was like a 50 minute wait it said which is really long for right now like i haven't seen waits like that in a long time so i ended up just going on the land and I waited for the front seat because the uh, vinyl, uh, the vinyl things that obstruct your view were still there. So uh, I did hear, though, every day I see, you know, blog Mickey and whatever Disney food blog. They're they're talking about new plexiglass that's removed. I think I think it was removed from Rise of the Resistance already, and they're starting to put people together and. You know, I really am happy that they're doing that because there were a lot of rides that were not good like that. Like I said before, I would not recommend waiting for Frozen and then go behind four pieces of wet plexiglass. It's like that. It's just it, you're better off watching a YouTube video of it at that point. There's just it's not good. And uh, Mickey's Runaway Railway was similar too. they had a big piece of plexiglass that went right in front of you and then. They had a thick, uh, uh, opaque line going through it, too. And that entire ride is about visual effects. So it really affected that one, too, like in a bad way. But luckily, it's only ever like a 20-minute wait. So you just go walk right around again, try again. But but anyway, it was great to be without the mask, at least outside. And the thing that I noticed the most was, like, I... Uh, people were buying a lot more stuff. Like people were buying snacks and drinks like crazy. And I, it made me wonder, I bet Disney's uh, budgets or D- Disney's sales are going to go back up big time for that. Cause it made me realize at Epcot, one of the best things to do is to walk and snack, walk and drink. And, you know, for people who like alcohol, that includes the alcoholic drinks, all that. I found myself, uh, we went and uh, my wife never saw the new uh, Canada movie. So we wandered down there and watched it. And she agrees that we never need to say it again. It's not, it's not funny. It's not interesting. It's, it's about as dry. And, you know, like the last one was pretty funny you know, with Martin Short and stuff. I, I thought it was entertaining and you could watch it and chuckle a little. And it taught, it showed you things about Canada. This was absolutely no humor, just dry facts about Canada. And I'm like, uh huh. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's like a, it's, it's like a school textbook that when you read the paragraph, then you got to go back and read it again because it's just so dry and uninteresting that your brain will not absorb it. So I, I feel the same way about that. It's the second time that I saw it and i may not ever see it again i don't know i guess i would go with somebody else or if it's really hot out to stand in the air conditioning a little bit 
But I mean, I like the China movie. I would go see that again. Like, that's that's the one that I like. But I'm sure they'll uh, ruin it at some point, but not yet, though. So anyway, as I came out of Canada, you know, I I took my mask off and I smelled maple in the air, and I was like, man, what is that? It was the it was maple popcorn. And I didn't even know that that was a thing. So I was like, I got to try that. I, I actually got a maple popcorn. I don't even like popcorn that much. I'm walking through Epcot then eating maple popcorn. And I'm like, this is just so nice. Like, it's a beautiful night. The air, the maple popcorn was still warm and it was huh. so delicious. And I'm like, this is just great. And then I'm looking around and the all the snack locations have huge lines. And I'm like, I think everybody's doing this now because, you know, the last bunch of times I went to Epcot, I wouldn't say I don't eat, but I don't really buy snacks because it's like I like to move around a lot and stuff. And being able to walk and eat is just so much nicer. Like, I really like that popcorn. I'm, I I look forward to getting it again. It's really good. Maple popcorn. I never had it before. I, I don't. It's probably not new. I probably just never, you know, noticed it. And, like I said, I had my mask off and there was a nice breeze and it carried the maple smell right to me. And I was like, <laughs> that's more, that's nature's marketing, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But it was as good as it smelled. And then, uh, and then, you know, we walked and we went back to uh, the France Pavilion and my wife wanted to get a uh, something from the, uh, the French ice cream thing in the back there. And, uh, so I got a chocolate ice cream cone there then, too. I was snacking it up, like two mm. snacks in one night. And then she usually gets the uh, the sorbet or whatever because it's, it's allergy-friendly because there's no milk in that. So anyway, that was great, too. But the line was huge, coming way out of the thing. And again, I really feel like people were... I feel like Epcot itself was much more crowded than it's been in a long time. Because usually when I go there, it's one of the sadder parks. And I think it's because people like to walk around and eat, drink, and talk while they're walking around enjoying the view. And it really showed me that as soon as they lifted that uh, mask thing, it was just so many people out and about enjoying the evening. So, And again, I, I've been there many times over the past few months. And I don't think I've seen it that crowded at night. I think it really brought the appeal back. So I'm glad for that. I think they'll, uh, you know, I really think they're moving quick and uh, trying to get back to normal. And I feel like they're already probably seeing a major uptick in sales because of it and purchasing of snacks and drinks. Because, again, people like to walk and sip and talk and eat and snack. And it's one of those things, you you know, walk the entire world showcase and never stop eating and drinking the whole time so how much of this do you think has to do with the uh, a couple of little a couple of different things here the the different studies as far as um, actual peer-reviewed studies and the CDC's ever-changing evolving attitude about you know how the virus is transmitted as we as we progressed you know they actually you know everyone has known has discovered more about this thing and um universal 
you know, universal, the competition. I mean, honestly, John, I really think the competition uh, and universal has been kicking their butt and yeah. they've, their crowds show that man, uh, the crowds oh. over at universal have been, I, I've watched the crowd calendars and I've watched the actual, um, crowd uh, counts as people are over there on touring plans you know they they take the actual measurements of the ride times and stuff man they are now granted it's a different park but their um total uh I, I guess being at the forefront of this whole thing has really set the tone nationwide for how to handle the crowds during uh during this pandemic i believe yeah. And, and because of them doing the uh, mask, you know, their mask policy, they were ahead of Disney on this. It's like as soon as Universal announced what they were going to do, Disney followed it up. I mean, literally under the cover of darkness, Disney had to follow up the, uh, the rule change with a late night uh, announcement at 10 o'clock at I night. I feel you know? like this is a new thing, too, because it used to be the other way around. Universal would follow Disney. They'd wait for them. They'd do whatever yeah. they do do when they say something they go yeah us too and they would you know follow along in this particular case after the pandemic or during the pandemic it seems universal somebody there decided that they will make their own decisions they're not going to wait for disney and follow them whatever they do they're mm-hmm. going to be the leader in it and again they opened city walk first they opened their parks first they uh, upped the attendance first. They said they they reduced the mask stuff first. They were first. The last one was only by a little bit, but they were always first throughout mm-hmm. the whole thing. And like you said, the people are really happy with Universal in comparison with Disney, mainly because Universal treated the locals uh, like they actually appreciated them, liked them, wanted them to come to the parks where Disney's like, you're not getting a pass from us. You know, even even if you do, we're only going to we're going to limit how many of you can even come in. And so, yeah, it's just different. And I do feel like they're doing really good. On on a side note, they shared another one of my pictures today. Hmm. Universal. And and there's so many now. I can't I don't even know how many there's been a lot. So I don't know why I'm proud of that. It's not I don't really get anything for it. Not even any follows anymore. Like the first time I got a couple hundred and now basically nothing. Anybody who would have followed me already did it from them. So they should be hiring you as their, their like unofficial photo press guy or something, you know? Yeah, that would be nice, but they're looking for somebody who has a college degree and (laughs) whatever. Maybe they'll hire you someday. Maybe. Not me. <laughs> I'll, I'll just, sister. I'll tell you what I'll do. I will just take your stuff and <laughs> oh, I'll yeah, take your stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'll just put it on TikTok. I'll put my, my big fat ugly face on in front of it, you know, and just kind of put your stuff in the background behind me and <laughs> make comments. <laughs> oh, yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't think any, if I know people, nobody's looking at any studies or anything else they just they do what the glowing box tells them whichever one they're looking at and then as far as disney goes i they they weigh what they want people to think versus their money so it's weird that all this started to break down quick when they had another 600 million dollar theme park loss (laughs) all of a sudden they were like Sorry, guys. I know you really love masks, some of you, but we we're, we have to back away. It's been proven you're not spending the money. 
So, um, you know, all the people on there are like mask forever. It's always too soon. And Disney was going with their recommendations for a long time. And all of a sudden, I feel like they're they're like, all right, another six hundred million dollar loss. We have to appease people that actually come here, I guess. And again, that's what I think. But I don't think Disney really cares about any of us at all. No, except money, for money. money so yeah. if they can trick you into thinking they're your friend and on your side even better i don't believe any of it but again when they say they're you know they're they're with me they're, they're not they want my money and if i don't yeah. have enough of it i get thrown to the curb no matter what nice pr thing they say so but i th- so i think it's all about money i'm happy though because again I'm happy that like you're coming here in June that you will probably not have all your views blocked by plexiglass and all that. So that'll be a good thing. And things are going faster too because they're starting to load people with strangers. Like they're not separating parties as much and stuff. So not on everything I can start. And I was going to say on uh, Wednesday, I went to the Magic Kingdom. And for some reason, a lot of evenings... Magic Kingdom's just not that busy, and I don't know why. It's like maybe everybody went to Epcot to walk and drink or something. But I went there, and you know there was really not many. The only long lines in the whole park was Splash Mountain, of course, was fifty-five minutes. That's the people that are hateful in that line. They hate, <laughs> but, but they just keep lining up. This country's filled with evil, hating people of some. They just can't get enough hate. But, <laughs> But anyway, that that splash has been the longest line for months now. And, you know, it's always been at the top. So, you know, but everything else was so short. And as I'm walking through, I noticed I, I, I walked and I was like, I really hate this ride, but I wanted to record it just to record it and make a YouTube video, too. It has nostalgia for a lot of people. But Tomorrowland Speedway, I was like, it's 10 minutes. And I'm like. You know, it's it's to me, it's dumb. I mean, I had to drive over here already. I don't <laughs> I don't need to pretend to drive a dumb car. But I was like, it'll make a cute video for YouTube. Give me a few pictures of uh, the Tron construction and stuff. And so for 10 minutes, I'll, I'll do it. And it wasn't even that. It was probably like five. And then uh, I actually got a message then from one of the people that follows me on uh, instagram and they're they're like oh i just got off space mountain where are you at like i would i'd love to wait yeah they they were like oh i'd love to meet you or whatever anyway i was at astro orbiter at the time because that said 20 minutes and i'm like wow i'm gonna do a video of this too because it's almost sunset get some good pictures whatever like i thought that'd be cool too so I did that, and it was about twice as long as it said. I don't know why. It said 20. It, it was at the 30 to 40 minutes. So, But anyway, I waited. I didn't have anything else to do. But afterwards, I went and met that uh, met the guy that, that follows me, and that was really nice, too, to actually meet somebody that follows me. Huh. Super nice guy. He was like a younger guy, too, and he's like, oh, I love your stuff, and thank you so much for what you do you know and um, it really helps a lot of people keeps people happy and this and that and i told him yeah i i, I did get so many messages like during the pandemic and stuff about people that were just grateful that i had a i was a consistent source of happy videos you know like happy yeah. moments from disney to share and watch so 
anyway, he was super nice. And again, I almost felt famous, you know, he's shaking my hand. He's like, oh, so nice <laughs> to meet you. And I'm like, you know, That's awesome. I, it, 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 it was cool, though. So and then what else did I do? Yeah, I, I think I oh, I went on Big Thunder, I think. Is that the night I did that? I think I went over to Big Thunder and recorded that, maybe. I know you yeah, have that some footage been a for Big Thunder. Night. I thought that was a different night, though. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's the problem when you're... I was saying before, you live as close to Disney as I do. And, you know, all kinds a, few, of a, together, few, right? a few days go by and you start. it all starts fading out. Like, what else did I do? Maybe I didn't do anything. I was going around and taking a lot of pictures. There was a quick rain shower that happened. And then the sky got like pink and the sun was cracking through. And so I just went around taking a bunch of pictures. Oh, I went on Philhar Magic. That's right. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I have that footage. And that's always good. I highly, I, I still can't believe how many people have never actually gone in there. That is just such a, it's a, such a nice place. So. And then from there, I did the same stuff I always do, meaning I walked back to, I walked to the Polynesian and I got, yeah. Some desserts, blah, blah, blah. You heard that a million times, but it was very good, though. So, anyway. Oh, and on the way to the Magic Kingdom, and this is my own fault. I, I didn't even realize it till later. I was doing a, a time warp recording, and I just missed the first monorail. And I was like, all right, I got to wait for the next one. I got in the monorail. I was in line for it. I got in the monorail. I went all the way to the Magic Kingdom, got out. I didn't put my mask on. And, oh. I, and now I, I'm pretty sure I was supposed to have it on in the monorail. And I didn't do that on purpose. And the reason I bring this up is I think this is going to happen a lot. Because yeah. when I came out of Mickey's Philhar Magic, I'm walking around the park and I had my mask on. And I'm like, oh, I forgot to take my mask off. I kept forgetting to put it on and off because if it, if it was on, I'd leave it on. If it was off, I'd forget and not put it, not put it on. And, you know, if I can do that, I'm thinking, wow, a lot of people are probably going to absentmindedly not even, you know, forget to put it on. And I noticed that a lot in the lines, too. There were a lot of people that just had their mask off in the lines. And I don't know. I had mine on because I was told that's what I have to do. So I'm not one of those people that that purposefully doesn't follow the rules until I get yelled at or whatever. They asked me to put it on inside. I'm happy for the progress we're making, and I will take anything I can get. So I, I happily put it back on when I get in the lines. But again, saw an awful lot of people with it off, and so many people, you know, with it on on their chin, under their nose, all that. And I don't think Disney's even yelling much about it anymore at this point. I just, I really feel like it's going to fall apart quick based on the way I'm seeing it go. You know. And again, yeah. I don't, I don't care if there's no mask or not. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it like this. Even if it was just like this for a while, it's so much better. And with summer coming, like I think it's going to be a hundred degrees this weekend. I'm so grateful that I don't have to wear that mask outside. At least, like I'll take anything I can get right now. Yeah, me too. I, I'm really happy that I don't have to make all my little kids wear it. You know, um, coming up. So it's going to make things a lot easier in that heat. I, I know it was, it, it got a pretty, a little gnarly when we were there in September and it got up to about a hundred degrees, you know, wearing it. So I, yeah. I can imagine what you've had to, you know, walking around in the heat for the past year with that thing on. So, you know, in, in the heat like that. 
but uh yeah you're right man it's great uh progress i'm glad that it's uh gonna be like that whenever we get down there yeah and we'll see when we take the mask off completely i guess whenever universal does it disney will follow them again seems to be us too yeah seems to be that way that's how they're doing it all right john is there anything else you had at the parks yeah i think that's about it okay well let's get into our discussion uh we're gonna cover animal kingdom today it'll be our first park and i thought you know animal kingdom would be the best place to start uh it's gonna be a shorter discussion because it is the newest of the uh parks that we're going to discuss and there hasn't been as much in the way of drastic change. I mean, really, the the main changes have just been additions, I think, for the most part. But we do have some things that have fallen away that maybe haven't exactly improved things and some things that maybe have improved things. So, John, what do you think? What, you want to start with that parade that you were talking about when we were before we yeah. start the podcast because I, I really that's one i really want to hear from you i've about. never i've never been a parade guy for the most part like i didn't really start going to disney till i was already an adult so you know i still like them like you know when mickey mouse waves at me going by i wave back to him i mean heck i'm at disney world it's it's fun i smile and wave back it's always nice but I still have never really been that into them. There were a couple I liked, though. Spectra Magic was awesome at the Magic Kingdom. With those yeah. creepy clowns riding around on giant glowing balls. I'm like, yeah. there was just something creepy about that. Then. But anyway, at Animal Kingdom, they used to have a parade called the Jammin' Jungle Parade. And, you know, Rafiki led it, and it had all these big uh, wooden uh, Animal Kingdom painted puppets. And... They were in the style of all the gift shops, like that. There's pastel colors and the wood carving looking stuff. And they had giant uh, puppets all throughout. And then they also had the characters and mixed in, you know, there's Safari, Mickey and all that. And they had a really catchy song. And even now thinking about it, it's going through my head over and over again. Like it was a really good, catchy song. And I remember thinking it happened in the afternoon and there was so few rides at the park that most people weren't there by the time it happened it would happen like around like three or something and the park would be empty a lot by three because if you had park hopper you did the few rides in the morning i mean this is before pandora before everest um you know if you think about what's left that there really was only a handful of rides there but again the parade i thought was a really good thing so on my good and bad list i'm gonna say we have the parade on one side, and we have nothing, nothing. as the replacement. I guess <laughs> yeah. I would say that that leads that means it's not an improvement; yeah. it's a disappointment. <laughs> yeah, and I, I will say about that parade. What I really, I, I guess, some people might see it as a negative, but I sort of liked it in that um, it, it was like almost gave you a feel of being in a a you know, less developed country and the fact that um, the streets were kind of narrow. And so you kind of had to crawl between people to to get anywhere if you're trying to get around the uh, parade. It wasn't like uh, at the Magic Kingdom when a parade goes on. There's all kinds of nooks and crannies that you can kind of sneak around. But in that parade, 
you either had to go the other way or you had to stop and watch it. The feel of it was like that too. There was a lot of yelling and and whistles. It was like a party, right? Screaming. It it, it was like a combination. It reminded me of something like you'd see like in uh, a carnival or something in South America. It was like Like a celebration. A a bright celebration of yelling and dancing. And and it it really did have a touch of that too to it and the atmosphere that animal kingdom helped it feel like that too which to me i thought that was really cool because i don't you know i'm not i've never been to a place that has anything like that in real life so that was as close as i got to being involved in such a thing yeah, I really like that for that reason. I mean, they, it was just uh, so different from, and I am not a parade guy at all. I just don't like them. I like going and riding rides while those parades suck up all the people. But there was something about that parade. It was just so different. It, it was uh, not as, say, high tech as your typical Magic Kingdom parade. It didn't have a lot of the glitz and glamour, but it had those colors, John, and it had the carvings, yeah. like you said, all the handcrafted stuff. I, it was just such there a was, cool, like cultural experience. As well. There were really some was. huge puppets in there too, yeah. and even those were mechanically dri- driven. Though there'd be a guy in there in like yep. some kind of makeshift bicycle He'd have a thing, right? And a you know, like it'd be like a giant elephant or something. That like the the trunk would go up and yep. the legs would move, but you could see the guy in there. It was do- a mechanism. And it was a manual mechanism, you know, and it kind of gave you the um, impression like that's something that I think they would do in like an Africa or in India or something for a parade, you know, where they maybe didn't have the the resources to waste on technology for such a thing. So they would make do with what they had, you know, and that's sort of what it put you in mind of. And uh, it it really gave you a touch of like I said, it gave you a touch of culture. I think I enjoyed that parade a lot. I, I guess where I'll go is um, is more like going back to the beginnings of the park, and I'll have a couple of these. Uh, Dino Land, when the park first opened around there, they really didn't have much going on in the, uh, in there. They had the um, what is now called Dinosaur, but at the time it was called Countdown to Extinction. It's not really um, – it hasn't really changed over the years. They've just added IP from a dinosaur movie that really most people haven't even seen or acknowledge. But um, there is IP in there. It is based on a Disney movie at this point. And really the only thing they did was just add the whole Iguanodon thing. And the Iguanodon is um, a character from their dinosaur movie. So really that whole thread of story is the IP part of it. But to that land, uh, over the years, they've they added Primeval World, and now they've taken it away. And they added uh, Triceratops Spin, which is just a dinosaur version of Dumbo. Um, they did have the, uh, when they first opened up the dig site where you kind of, you know, kids go and play and they dig around, which is, which is really cool. I I like that for kids. I love that concept, but, um, they just adding that primeval world was a big thing. Adding the triceratops spin. Um, unfortunately I don't even know where to put this though at this point, John, because they did take away primeval world. So, um, I say that. As far as that's concerned, Primeval World was there for most of Animal Kingdom's life, and now they replaced it with nothing. Well, they've replaced it with Primeval World with no 
ride cars on it. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. It's just you a sight. You can look it. at it. Oh boy, there's an extinct ride there. Remember well, I guess that, that kind of theme, that's theming, right? Isn't it? So, <laughs> so, in my opinion, since it was there most of the time, yeah, I, I can't really count that. You know, even the primeval or the the uh, Triceratops. I'm pretty sure that was fairly early on. They had it, it was it was probably um, maybe like a year or two after the park yeah. opened that they added both of those rides about the same time. They yes. are off the shelf rides that they probably um, bought off of IAP or yeah, something. So they've like that. been there. It's been there 20 years. So I don't yeah. I don't consider that a, really an addition. Unfortunately, yeah, so- I have to consider that. Just on a the bush, bad. maybe. On oh, the bad. You want a bad. Okay. I think it's bad because Primeval well, they took World away was Primeval there for World, 20 yeah. years and now there's nothing. Um, uh, Triceratops Spin was there for 20 years and it's still there. I mean, yeah. the first year, I don't know. We, I, I guess we could say Triceratops, but I don't even know if I'd consider that a good. That's probably more of a push. Than, uh, I, I would think it's a push. I was sort of thinking a push because honestly, the the countdown to extinction and dinosaur is the same. It's not really different, and I don't think the IP is added to it. It it maybe is just a push, and that's kind of oh, yeah. where I look at it. So I I, I kind of think the whole land is a push, and the only reason I would say that I would take away because of Primeval World, but. You know, there's as many people that love that ride as there are hate it. So it's yeah, kind of, you know. But again, for the people that hate it, at least there was that many less people in line and other stuff, right? So Yeah. That's why I think the Primeval World part is a negative. It's a ride that we had for a long time and replaced by nothing. Nothing. Let's so. put that in a negative column then. Because if it's, you're, you've got a point there and we, you know... Kind of curtailing with that, we can jump into uh, the show nearby, too, that, you know, you had mentioned before the show. So you want to go with that? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That 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 would be a Tarzan. I think it was called Tarzan, Tarzan Rocks. Tarzan Rocks, yeah. yeah. And, and that was replaced by uh, Finding Nemo, the musical. So, and my opinion is... And, and and I never saw Tarzan Rocks. I was at the parks when it was playing. I remember hearing the loud music and this and that. I kind of wish I did see it because it, there are aspects of it that I would find appealing. But I heard it was an outdoor theater and it was limited in shade. And so it was an extremely hot, uncomfortable show to watch. And the show itself was good, but not that good. This is just what I hear. I And I've seen Finding Nemo, the musical. It's very well done. The, the music is surprisingly good, considering there was none in the movies. Awesome puppets, you know, comfortable theater. I, I based on what I think, I would put that in the good column. I, I would have to. I, I would probably agree with you on that. I don't remember a lot of Tarzan Rocks. I did go to that, and I have not gone to the Finding Nemo show. Uh, I will say that what I do remember of Tarzan Rocks, I do remember the performers. I don't remember a lot of the music or anything like that. I don't remember much of the show. But that heat, man, I do remember that heat, and I remember it being outdoors like that, so... Uh, it was not a show that I went back to and, uh, I don't, again, I don't know about finding Nemo, 
But in hearing what Finding Nemo is all about, I would definitely agree with you that the, that shows an improvement. Yeah, it was a lot of puppeteers and the people, you know, would they would sing and speak and song and this and that. And just the performance was very high caliber, you know, like I've seen a lot of Broadway shows and stuff. And, you know, it may not have been that, but it was pretty darn close in quality. So that it was just impressive. You know, it really was like they they did a great job with it and the puppets like i said imagine working things as a puppeteer working giant puppets um and following choreography for where you are on the stage Mm -hmm. and singing songs and interacting and it's like those people are doing so many things at once that i i really do have to you know admire how their brain can do that many things at one time it's it's pretty amazing and again just beautiful to see too if if that reopens anytime soon i'd recommend uh, take a break at animal kingdom get out of that heat and you know enjoy a show i don't think you'd regret it it's not open right now but hopefully uh yeah i haven't heard anything about it being canceled so i'm pretty sure it's still going to open eventually you know hopefully by the end of summer uh i think we just keep going down that uh path and going right to asia and in asia originally when the park opened there wasn't a lot there john i I mean really what they had was like an amphitheater there which eventually was what rivers of light i think is where they did that at but they had a a flights of wonder show which was a bird show that eventually was replaced by a up a great bird adventure i do think that you and i would agree from everything that we've heard and what we've seen that up was probably a step backwards but yeah, everybody does that, agree with that but that flight of wonder say, wasn't though, great you know, you know a forgettable bird show against a badly done forgettable bird show i i, I think i could give that a push and just say yeah. Yeah, they okay. swirled the garbage around a little bit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all still there i don't know i yeah well i'm ready i my opinion is that's a push i'm not gonna okay. give that a plus right. or minus i i will say as far as asia goes though it was a barren wasteland other than that and eventually they had to um add some stuff and i think uh we'll start with uh the maharaja jungle trek they added that and I believe you and I both enjoy that uh, yeah. quite a bit. I think it's a but real nice story there. See, with that, though, when did they add it? Because if if they added these things, like, literally, like, you know, within the first, like, year or so, I don't even consider that an ad. If it's too quick, I'm, you know, I'm not sure it, when they added it. Because I, know I that... feel like it's always been there, at least since I've noticed. Right. Know? I well, don't remember them ever saying new at Animal Kingdom, the Maharaja Jungle. No, they trip. didn't. They didn't really push it, but um, that might have been one that was uh, in the works when Maybe they opened it. Wasn't it wasn't finished or something. It might not have been. That's I know I the like first it's... time I went, it wasn't open, and um, neither was uh, really anything else in Asia. I mean, it was just that bird show. Um, but I will say, like, oh I yeah, think... yeah. I was hold on. I I was gonna say you have a different perspective because I didn't go until two thousand and four. I think was the first time I ever went. So for me, yeah. Maharaja Jungle Trek was always there. Like yeah. so, we're yeah. a little off with our dates. That's what it is. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. yeah that's that's why. Yeah, I, Animal I Kingdom opened up in uh, when was it 90, uh, 98 in there somewhere, and I think I had actually gone in uh, in ninety eight shortly after it opened. Um, but in any case, yeah, I mean, those were things that weren't open the first year. I mean, Cali River Rapids wasn't open. Now, I wouldn't mention Cali River Rapids because they were working on it. And I believe it did open shortly after the first year. I mean, I remember seeing the construction going on there. One thing that wasn't there, though, was Expedition Everest. And I, I'm not sure when that actually opened. It was 2006, wasn't even... I believe. Okay. That's, that's back when I would go there and I watched them build it. Yeah. You know? So like, let's yep. talk about that because that is something we can discuss. There was no major attraction like that at the time in that park. And that thing really, really, I think, put Animal Kingdom on the map, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. For the first few years that that thing was up, that's what all of a sudden people went to animal kingdom in the morning and that was a new thing. Like before nobody really cared, you know, there was no ride to run to, to get on all of a sudden. I I shouldn't say that dinosaur was kind of the other ride that people would go to only because there wasn't anything else there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, but again, as soon as Everest went up, all of a sudden, everybody went right to that first thing in the morning, get in line for Everest. And I mean, it, it's a slam dunk. It's one of the it's a it's still a great ride today. I know the Yeti doesn't really work anymore, but I mean, it's still a great ride, even without the Yeti working. And that is a definite on the good side for me. I mean, uh, again, if, if I'm going to say primeval world versus nothing i i have to say nothing versus everest because they didn't take anything away they just added it in but yeah when it comes when it comes to maharaja i'd have to say i don't know but i would guess that it was always planned they just weren't it just wasn't finished with the park opening it was delayed so i'm not i'm not really considering that a change to the park yeah, it was just delayed during opening. You know? like I was... definitely think that um, Everest, uh, like that Asia area, yeah, let, let's say I'm not really sure when the River Rapids opened, but let's just call that an early ride. And that was a big thing back there in that section. But it was the only ride back there, the only attraction for the longest time, as far as I knew. And uh, when they opened up that uh, expedition everest i definitely think that was a big plus i think that really added to that asia um area and to the park in general i think you know it gave you a destination at the back of the park besides the uh the uh, safari ride yeah yeah and you're right that the, it says uh yeah uh cali river opened in 1999 in march yeah yeah, so, but I'm pretty sure it was always planned and in the yeah, works. Yeah, it was. Just, it was being it worked took on that long. I that's why I didn't count it because it was being worked on that first year. I remember going there. I remember seeing the lattice work around when they were working on everything, I, and they had cranes in there and everything. Uh, I, I I just remember that, so I didn't even mention that. But um, I don't. Maybe the reason why I mentioned the the jungle trek is because I just didn't remember taking you know that that trek. I don't remember the story elements of it. I don't remember any of that. So. Um, 
But in any case, definitely the Expedition Everest was a later addition to the park. I, I do think that was a plus. Well, I was going to say the other, another ride that, that we could mention quickly is, uh, I don't even know the name of it. The name changed a lot, but the boat ride that you got on oh, Discovery yeah. Island and it went to, you know, yeah. through by like Camp Mini Mickey. It basically was a boat ride to nowhere. It brought you yeah. right back, I yeah. think. And there really wasn't much to see. And they tried over the, over a, uh, I don't know how long, but a year or two to change it. Like they made it Radio Disney at one point. Yeah. And, uh, they quickly found that it was absolutely of no interest to anybody and just was not a viable ride. But again, I don't think I could say that's good or bad. It was replaced by nothing. But from what I hear, that's about equal to yeah. what it was. So I, I can't. I mean, I would love to go on it just to take pictures now because yeah. it's a it's a cool perspective to take pictures from. But yeah, it was I, weird. I, yeah, I mean, did you ride that? Was that I open did. when you were there? Yeah, okay, yeah. so they used it for meet and greets in 2004. Yeah. The first time I went, it was the meet and greet, so it was already gone. So I remember uh, the first time I was there. I remember going on it and. Uh, you saw like what was, you know, they gave you like kind of an Easter egg to beastly kingdom, which eventually got canceled, but, and, and eventually ended up becoming uh, part of the Harry Potter attraction, <laughs> universal, the concept. Oh yeah. The uh, rock dragon. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. I used to take a picture of that every time I'd go there, just like zoom in, like, Oh, look, you can see it yeah. there sticking out. What was and, and that's. Be? You could see that, but you didn't have a context for it. You really didn't know much about what was going on. I mean, they they did some light hinting and advertising and Easter eggs towards uh, Beastly Kingdom, but of course it got canceled, and then they redefined everything, and you know, almost like a George Lucas thing, redefined everything and pretended it was not. It was something it wasn't. But um, uh, honestly, it, there was nothing to that ride it was just like a, a boat ride and you know nothing special there was just not much and you're right it's a push i i think the only cool thing was that if you got to do it uh you might have snapped some pictures of a beastly kingdom statue and you you might have an easter egg and that's about it yeah you that's know? pretty much the only thing i wanted to see on it closer was the yeah. dragon the stone dragon thing yeah but yeah, I think there was a dinosaur on there somewhere, too, if I remember correctly. But it's, you know, we're going back a long time, so it's hard to remember. But uh, you, you mentioned something else, though. Camp Mickey Mini, which was a meet and greet yep. and is, you know, now gone. And, um, you know, we can get into why it's gone. But, uh, you know, what did you think of Camp Mickey Mini? Did you go there? Yeah, yeah. I I liked it. I I really liked the uh, meeting areas for the characters. It's very, you know, it felt like you're way out in the wood, woods area. But, and, uh, you know, they had the Pocahontas thing there that, you know, she came out with a raccoon and sang some songs. And uh, uh, when uh, Festival of the Lion King was back there, the show was, you know, really running at full, full, uh, entertainers at that point you know like when i saw it back there it that like i said in in previous podcasts there were so many performers that i couldn't pick them all out in one show you know you'd watch the whole show and you'd be like oh man look look at this 
this one has the cool horns and the, this design. And, you know, then they were so many different ones. By the time, you know, I saw it the last time before the pandemic, it was pared down to, you know, the minimum amount they needed to get the job done. And that's mm-hmm. it. You know, you could tell. And at first, you know, they thought it was temporary. So I guess they just hired a bunch of people and didn't. But long term, they had to figure out how to save money, I guess. Or they wanted to. So I don't yeah. know. Was that a bigger area, if I recall correctly? Was it a I bigger? I feel like it was. I feel I like it, it was, was a giant warehouse. But again, I might. I, I can't say that for sure. But it feels like it was. And uh, like I said, I I thought the show itself was better when it was back there. And, you know, it was so good that it became permanent. It was just supposed to be a temporary attraction because there really wasn't much going on there. So they it was supposed to be temporary, ended up being permanent. But as everybody started to really like it, I think Disney's like, oh, we could cut this back. They already love it now. And they they have the picture of it in their head of what it is. So now we can cut it back like we do with everything else. It's good, you know. Yeah, I I do know, and then they moved it into that uh, building it currently sits in. But I do sort of remember that trail that sort of led down there. Uh, I remember watching the show, but I don't remember a lot of the differences between the two shows. Well, I uh, how do we judge this? Though? Because that's still there. They just moved it. So, I mean, that's a push. But Camp Mini Mickey overall, it's... it's uh, it's a Pandora now. That's so what I was going to say. I, and that's where I, I was leading to. Yeah. I mean, we have to say that is a good thing. Um, yeah. Even if you really loved Camp Mini Mickey, yeah. it just can't compare to two rides, a good restaurant yeah. and a beautiful and land. show. That's... Even if you hate the movie, it's still really well done and interesting. To watch, that's just so. it. I'm not a fan of the, the overall movie, you know, um, it's okay, but, Man, that land, they did such a great job with it. The uh, bioluminescence in the ground. The, uh, they, they have a show back there with the, um, you know, the, the guy in the robot thing or whatever, you know. And, uh, uh, you know, restaurant. They have quick service. They have shops. They have uh, the two rides. I mean, I definitely think that they did a better job with that. And I understand why they replaced uh, Camp Mickey Minnie with with that so oh yeah yeah that's definitely that's on the good side yeah so well john that's pretty much what i had written down for animal king did you have anything else that you thought of there well i'm sure if i think hard enough i could think of something else but for everybody who uh thinks they know the way that all these are gonna go my score is two bad three good so overall animal kingdom has been improved over the past 20 years Based on based on a quick analysis that we did and yeah. going through, so and and that makes sense. You know, I'd say adding uh, Pandora was huge. I, I'd say you know adding Everest was huge. Uh, you know, those things were really really big things. And uh, um, the the show, of course, the the Finding Nemo show. So yeah, I mean that makes sense to me. And it seems like. Uh, Throughout the life of that 20 years, the guy that really was foremost behind creating that park and Joe Rody really protected that park with his life, yeah. right? Yeah. So 
now that he's gone, maybe we'll see some changes that maybe won't go so great. And I'm not saying Joe Rody was perfect, but I'm certainly saying that uh, he well, he viciously protected a he, lot of things in that park. He he loved that park, and he and he had an idea of what it was supposed to be, and he fought to keep it that way and to make yeah. it the way that he thought it should be, and. Yeah, without him being there now, I feel like most of the new Imagineers are just like, I love whatever Bob Chapek tells me I love and I want, so that's what I want, and here's why. Yeah, what month is it? Let's tell you what great thing we're doing. It's like, yeah, I, 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 unfortunately, I think Imagineering is uh, not what it used to be. No, it's not. It, it really doesn't seem to carry the scientists and actual developers and architects and artists that it used to have now it seems to be more politics and culture yeah, and yeah. Po- cultural polit- stuff and yeah politics you know. cultural and basically uh, there's way too many uh, uh people like like before imaginary you didn't even know who they were or what they were doing it was hard yeah. to know what was going on now they love to tell you, here's what we're doing in Imagineering. Yeah. Bob Chapek tells us that we are going to do this and that, and it's going to sell a lot of merchandise. It's like, okay. That's I, marketing. All the that's, stuff you're telling. Yeah, that's what it is. Your marketing. CEO as a marketer. It feels like all it is is marketing now instead yeah. of actual Imagineering. So yeah. I don't. And again, I don't know. Show me some stuff like new ideas. What? What? What would you do if 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 I were in charge of Disney? I would say, "Hey, Imagineers, give me all your best ideas. What would you do if you could do anything you want? Don't worry about what IP we're going to mix in. What would you really want to do? What would move you? What would make you excited to come into work every day?" Yeah. And that's I, what I would yeah. want to know. I'm not saying I would do it, but I feel like I would find the next awesome thing that's brand new in that somewhere. And that's not what they do. They no, say, and work concentrating on our billion dollar franchise and only that let's keep it's yeah and disney plus yeah what's on disney plus let's get that and i will say it it seems like uh michael eisner really gave the ball to uh to this group that created animal kingdom and um really said hey run with it go where you need to go do what you need to do and and you know bring us back a winner and i think because the park opened up and it didn't have everything in it that it currently has maybe it was a little slow in its development over the years eventually uh you get to the park that you have now and uh, i really think it's a it's amazing now it's i remember those early years and i really didn't care too much for the park in the early years you know it was more or less just like a safari ride and that was the highlight and now um that thing's a legit theme park man it it really is a a great theme park just filled with awesome attractions right now so um you know a good mix definitely not alone and and unfortunately a lot of people kept that mindset about it over the years and there's still a lot of people that are like i never go to animal kingdom that's the park i skip and this and that it's like I I enjoy the atmosphere. I love the music. I love the art everywhere. There's art. There's carvings. There's paintings. There's beautiful yeah. landscaping. There's exotic flowers. And for me, that is enough to make me really like it a lot. So I 
I think it's a great park amongst my favorites. But for for me, though, I l- luckily I didn't experience it in the very beginning when there's nothing there to, because sometimes that first impression stays with you. So yeah, there's people in my family like that, to be honest with you, and it still sticks with them. But honestly, John, they're coming around, and there's no way you can't. Whenever you go to that park now, it, it's just a great uh great evolution of that park and uh you know we can all pour one out for joe roadie because uh he'll probably never work for disney again but the job that he did to curate that place and protect it over the years uh i i really thank him for that i think uh he he, he did a good job uh with his vision and that vision is still there currently let's hope it stays there to some extent and uh and I guess that'll put a wrap on Animal Kingdom, John. So yes. we we marked that into positive. Yeah, and remember this because some of the others may not be. Like for example, I yeah. just can't imagine Epcot ending up. On the it's gonna be a disaster. It went from my favorite park ever to maybe maybe number four. So yeah, that's a little preview. <laughs> we we and don't it, know that for sure. We're just that's there's a, a lot. Of, yeah, I honestly didn't take a, didn't mark anything down yet, but uh, yeah, I don't know. And 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 like I said, they have new things coming. Yeah, I mean maybe never, maybe we just do an update on that one someday down the road. But, uh, never too late. In my mind, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but right, as of right now, I I sort of don't know that that I don't think that can end well. That one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not. But uh, but how right. how bad will it be then? Well, that's yeah, yeah that's a good point. I tell you, what's really intriguing is uh, is gonna be uh, studios because that could go either way. There's yeah, you know, it could because I love Toy Story Land and you know Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. It's it's not yeah. the worst place. It's not my favorite, but it's it's well done. I. You just don't know. There's definitely some negatives, but that could that honestly that could end up overall positive. But yeah, it could. And and Magic maybe. Kingdom, I know I know one area that you're just gonna be all over at Magic Kingdom. Oh, I, just, yeah. you know, I know one area. Yeah, me too. There's an area you really don't like that. You guys will have to stay tuned. That for one that. could surprise you too. I don't know. Like I like my first thought is how could it possibly be overall bad? But then I start thinking, wait a minute, what about yeah. this? Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> But then, I mean, the, the new Fantasyland, I mean, that's all. It's new. I, yeah. I couldn't complain about that. But anyway, you'll be, you'd be surprised what I could complain about. We'll see. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right, John. How, how did your social media go this week? Well, I was going to say, last week, my, yeah, last. My, my, my reach and my interaction and all that was up 50%, which is huge. Because, you know, I have like a... My reach is like half a million or something. And this week... It's back down 50% and back to completely dead. So for about a week, I was getting a lot of a lot of new followers and this and that. And I got cut off at the knees again. So it, I was back on track for about one week and then back to it. Yeah, I did a I did a post the other night and it was from on top to Astro Orbiter. I think it might have been last night. And it's a it's the sunset Cinderella castle the uh, rocket in there with the with you know you can see the new sign I thought it was a beautiful picture I'm like wow this one should do well uh, 
I got up this morning and I think it said like 600 or something. And I'm like, oh my, that it's still at 831 from 24 hours ago. And I know that might be good, but for me, that that's pretty much a failure. And I don't know if you can see it, but yeah, I see it. It's a beautiful sunset, Cinderella Castle looking out over Tomorrowland. It's like, I think it's a really nice picture. And again, it got one comment or two comments. And then, uh, yeah, just it reached 9,000 people. It's like uh, out of my 45,000 followers, uh, most of them never even saw it, I guess. Is that's that I, I don't remember seeing that picture, John. Usually I, I get the get your pictures and then I, you know, I'll I'll heart them well, when I see them. I, and I did another one today. I don't remember it's seeing at, that at, one. It's, it's, it's the flowers and stuff at the Flower and Garden Festival and like the topiaries and just... 786 it's like and again that might sound good but uh last week i was averaging uh between two and three thousand for every post it got chopped down significantly like really Mm. chopped down and again if you say you didn't see it then that's part of it they just they decided that people don't need to see my stuff so that's the weird part about uh social media just because you have followers doesn't mean uh, Instagram is going to let your followers actually see your stuff. So. Yeah, I, I've seen some of your stuff. Like I saw a bunch of your stuff uh, today, but it just wasn't that particular picture. So, yeah. you know, yeah. across um, across lost. your three or four different uh, Instagram pages, I've seen something from each one of them, but that was one that I did not remember seeing. That's not to say that it wasn't there and I'm just not remembering, but I don't remember seeing that at all. So that's interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, there's not, I don't know. I guess this might be why, you know, the, uh, some of these, uh, uh, supposed Disney news sites and stuff do all the controversial stuff. Cause that's yeah. the only thing I, I, I am starting to think that, uh, that these social media companies push, controversy and they like people that are getting upset it's like wow there's a lot of anger with this let's let's make sure everybody sees it it's like so yeah i i actually think they might peddle in anger that kind of thing anger like i should put up another splash mountain one and say splash mountain forever or something yeah Yeah, although i did a yeah say i did a splash mountain like five days ago and it took a while but that's got like three thousand. just looking at it in the it was a beautiful night and the sky was pink and, you know, just kind of watching the people go by that did pretty good. But that, that five days ago, I was averaging, you know, two to 3000 likes per post. And let me see, uh, the reach was 58,000. All of a sudden it dropped. That one's good. Less, less yet over the past five days, it just kind of dropped off. And, you know, it's gotten lower and lower, like right up till today, like just kind of ran out of gas or something. There is. I did. uh, I'm looking at your at your Instagram right now. And I did see that. I I I have it hearted. And I do remember that now. Now that I'm looking at it, actually, on my phone, I remember seeing that this morning, actually. You just didn't like it. You said, I didn't. I said that is that is the ugliest, most hideous picture. Look at that. It's like a like a coffee mug holder, a coffee cup holder at Target (laughs) right there in the corner. And (laughs) <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say, too. My growth in followers, the arrow's going straight down. 
I, I think this is the lowest amount that I've had in forever. My overall growth in the past seven days is 180. I mean, that it's it's down to almost nothing, like just super small. And again, I don't, it's fine. If, if that's, I, I always say, if they're trying to get money out of me, they're coming to the wrong guy because I will not pay them to get followers to make no money from. That's just stupid. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're looking for more organic growth anyhow. So, you know. Yeah. And then I look at my, my uh, other one too, my uh, uh, universal. They both have the same chart. See the end of that chart there? I don't know if you can. I don't think you can see it. Huh? There it is. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Okay. See how it goes down in the end? Yeah. yeah. They, they both do that. Like all of a sudden lately they just go and eh, nothing. You're no longer seen. Bizarre. And again, I don't care. I'm just gonna keep posting. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. But yeah. it's always a good reminder for all you people who rely on social media for your income, for your livelihood. This is exactly why you'll see, you know, famous YouTubers and stuff, uh cringe and bow down and say anything they need to say to keep their masters happy because they you know need the not to them not to be upset and you know kind of like tim tracker apologizing for christmas parties and stuff it's like i was just disappointed i'm like you didn't do anything wrong buddy why why are you why are you apologizing don't do that but again if if i depended on this for my family i would feel kind of bad that i have to pretend that i think things that i don't to keep companies happy or otherwise they'll make me disappear that's that's scary i think i'm always going to keep working a regular job so i could never even even if i ever made money on the internet i don't think i could allow i couldn't give my livelihood over to youtube or instagram or because again then they, then they start controlling you you better yeah. do what we think you should do or you're going to disappear. I can't. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a regular guy. I can't be held to those type of standards. I well, would do things yeah. on purpose. They said, you have to think that this yeah. way. I'd be like, you know what? F you. I think the yeah. opposite. Just because you said. <laughs> <laughs> well, ultimately, like you know, they, ultimately the, the whole thing is that um, it's kind of about controlling your own destiny. And if you're relying on... Uh, on the social media gods to pay your paycheck, then you've got to bow to their will and do what they want to do. And the thing, the danger about that is who knows what their will is going to be. I mean, it could be the Chinese government one minute and the, you know, um, yeah. you know, who knows what the next. So, yeah, you uh, actually hear like the basketball players who are afraid to say anything negative about China, even, even if they do something bad, they're like, they, they just won't. And it's like, again, that's, they make millions of dollars a year. And if they say something bad against China, that could impact their money directly. So they just don't. And I'm like, that's just sad. I, I don't, yeah. I don't it, like, I don't like that. But again, that's how the life works. This money makes the world go around. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, hopefully it'll rebound a little bit uh, coming up. But um, I think part of it might be the fact that we're coming out of that pandemic a little bit and people are getting out and about. And the other part of it might be that we're in summer. So, you know, we're getting to be in summer, at least here in the United States and the Western uh north northwestern part of the world uh in this hemisphere or whatever you want to call us but um 
the northern hemispheres i guess are experiencing summer like conditions now and uh getting out and vacationing and maybe they're not tackling social media like they were i i don't know or maybe more than likely it's algorithms and all that garbage so yeah probably like i said i don't i'm not i'm not too worried about it like yeah. if I if I made a money donut, sir, yeah. since I don't, you can't really uh, subtract money from nothing. So. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, John, where can they find you online? Yeah, probably nowhere. But if you <laughs> look hard now. enough, you might be able to find me at c.wdw on Instagram or c.uo on Instagram or c.wdw on facebook or cwdw on youtube although it may just forward you right to somebody who shares my stuff and other people's stuff <laughs> instead and says there's no need to follow this guy this guy will show you the best of his stuff too so just uh, follow him instead especially on tiktok they uh, you know yeah. you might find somebody that doesn't exactly look yeah. like you in Project front of your Team footage Park. follow <laughs> him he'll sure give you my best videos <laughs> he does it well Thank he you. does, and he says swarmy things and smart aleck things about Disney World the whole time, you know, and in favor of Universal. So just go follow that guy and watch him. So he's <laughs> he's uh, he's something else. I, I would call him yeah, entertaining, I, but I don't really I believe he anything is. Anything worth watching, he'll already have it. He'll up. already have it up. <laughs> you won't know that it's yours, but. You know. <laughs> Well, you will if you watch it. It's definitely because that guy isn't capable of putting footage out like that. <laughs> he he probably still has a uh, a Polaroid. That's probably all he can afford, and and his camera on his laptop. So that's about it. Hey, TikTok will probably pay him soon for his yeah. contribution. Absolutely. <laughs> but anyway, well, yeah, yeah. Don't get for anyone else who's in that circumstance. Don't give up. I think eventually you can outweigh these people. They uh, they always give up eventually and let you. They'll allow you to at least reach your own followers eventually. Yeah, I would agree with that. You uh, you know, keep grinding, keep grinding, and uh, yeah, I will because I like it. So I don't care. I I do better as the underdog. I don't. There you go. I I agree with you. It's uh, it makes me want to do it even more to say That's you right. know you it's don't think drive. I can. Uh, you don't think I can grow without uh, kissing your butt or paying you money? It's like, I right, we'll see. You might be right. Uh, as far as I am concerned, you can find me on Instagram at the giant rat. That is T H E E. And I was telling John before the podcast that I'm experimenting around with TikTok. It's uh, it's interesting. Uh, something new for me. And, uh, I, I sort of like the fact that I can take really cheesy old knockoffs of Disney songs and overlay them onto, uh, onto Disney, uh, ride footage and stuff like that. So that's fun. It's, it's all my stuff, you know, stuff that I've had for a while. And, uh, I did not steal the, my stuff from John or from anyone else. And You're welcome you... to take any of my stuff. You want. I don't... Well, only if I decide to put my big, ugly face in front of it and start like saying something smart alec that's about it so but no i won't do that i i have you know i'm playing around with my stuff so well, if you ever get good at tiktok then you can take over my account i got oh, a thousand followers yeah. 
just because my daughter is has like three hundred thousand percent, she made me a TikTok and was her dad, and that was good enough for some of her people at least. She, a thousand of the kids that follow her follow yeah. me. They all flock to it. But I don't post it. Yeah. I'm so busy. I have multiple jobs. I got you. you. Know. It's 10 it's 10 15 at night right now we're just trying to squeeze in a podcast we can barely get the time to do that so yeah right and, i'm just and, out i got i got too much yeah me too it, it the thing about tiktok too is it does require more creativity you need to you need to pair things you need to dress it up you need to edit it correctly yeah. And again, I, I find it hard to do what I do already. I just I, I I need to quit one of my jobs first so I can actually think it through. Yeah, I mean the thing with the with the TikTok thing, that's exactly it. It, it does take a little bit of creativity and um, you know, the other part of it is for me, it's more laziness because I can take a TikTok thing and then I can cross post it to Instagram. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like about it. That was really what was appealing to me. So I can cover both social media channels just using the one. Um, I don't intend to, you know, even attempt to pretend that I'm going to make money on it. It's not about that. It was just about having fun and, you know, moving stuff in, a, in an efficient way. And uh, trying to learn TikTok from a marketing standpoint, too, for my store eventually and things like that, you know, so... There were uh, evil motivations behind it, I guess you would say. Capitalism. I would, I would love to know that because honestly, like when you do figure that stuff out, I'd love to hear more because to me, TikTok, I don't see how it's valuable for anything, like as far as marketing. Yeah, that's to me. It like my daughter has made thousands from it, but I honestly don't know why. I don't. I just don't. Like, I, I'm with you, and it's because I, it's I a mystery. It. That that because uh, it's a mystery. That's why I decided to try and tackle it to see see if I can unravel that thing. So but, yeah, I don't know anybody yet who's gone to TikTok and says, "Wow, I found things I really want to buy now because I went on TikTok," or you know, places I want to go. I'm like, I mean, I guess it could happen. I and and it could. I just you know, maybe I'm just so far out of the loop that I don't understand it, but. It makes me feel very old because I look at it and I don't get it. Uh, I'm in the same boat. It's a mystery to me too, John. Uh, if you figure it out, let me I will do it. All right, John, that should do it for this week. I hope you all join us next week. Stay safe on your adventures.